Yeah, it's a fixed ridiculous. It's a, it's a you can buy this Escalade, and it's going to be two thousand dollars. Yeah, here, not a hundred thousand dollars Escalade. It's a rolling, <laughs> depreciating yeah, asset. Yeah, twelve hundred dollars a month. Sure, qualify. That makes sense. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Um, we are Zudelio and the iBar Experiment, and we're going to talk today about really nothing. We don't have any any topics. We're just going to jam, right? I mean, Kayla has a little bit. Okay, well, teed up a so bit. sounds exciting, right, everybody? Nothing, <laughs> nothing's like hot off the press, but I mean, hey, there's always things to talk about, right? That are relevant in our space, especially in these dynamic, crazy times. Inventories hella low, rates hella high. It's a weird market. Yeah, weird, the, weird market. Weird market. The rates are really high right now. It's it's been the highest ever or since. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, you guys can yell at me for, but I I think it's. Their political play. We're going to see them go up, up, up the rest of the year. Then 24, they're going to start going down. Yes. Biden will come in and be like, we're going to help the economy. Exactly. Save Let's grace. bring down the rates. Okay. So exactly. here's, here's what's going it's on. It's a tough market. And real estate agents across the country are feeling it. And we're on pace for about 4 million home sales this year. Uh, last time there were only 4 million home sales, there were only about 750,000 agents. <laughs> so now we have half. about half. a million and a half real estate agents. And I am picking up in online forums a lot of chatter from real estate agents talking about how difficult this market is. Here's something on Reddit. I've lost my passion for real estate. I know mm. a lot of agents are leaving the business right now because it's a challenging market. But I've been feeling this way for maybe 18 months or so. It's not related to the market. I've just really capped. I'm capped. I'm on track to beat my previous year's numbers. I just no longer enjoy the work like, like I used to. And then this poster goes on to explain just kind of like he's doing well. His business is doing well. And he's still doing good lead generating. But he's just tired of it. And so what he's is it? lost that love and feeling. Oh, I just, just think the real estate business, it's a grind in general. It is right? a grind. I think, I look at, like, look, let's be every... I recently had a conversation with that with 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 my Carly, and <laughs> and with, with my Carly, <laughs> yeah. with, with my wife Carly. I know, was um, the sentiment around it is is virtually everybody who's been in the game for a lot of times you can go go in, step in, crush it five mm. years, ten years or so, but then at some point you usually turn the ba- page. Whether you go into some level of brokerage ownership, and the, this is obviously that that top. One, two, three, four, five percent, right? So is what I'm talking about. People that have made it in the business, they get it, they can be successful. They turn the page and go into some form of leadership or something where honestly they can make more money being an everyday agent, but it it's just the the I think this the grind is real. Hmm. It's not as sexy as it looks. <laughs> it's not a, as yeah. we try and make it look on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yes. Clients, clients laboring on you. I mean, think about it. When you're an agent, I mean, we were just saying this before uh, about, you know, running your business as, as buyers versus sellers. And you definitely deal it with it, even with sellers. But buyers, dude, you are so much. You have them in your car. You have them on the phone talking about transactions. You're dealing with their personal problems. You become their best friend, their counselor, their therapist. Right? That's why they have so many memes and jokes around, uh, around it. But I don't know about you. I mean, I remember representing a few uh, divorce situations and sellers, whereas pl- especially when there's lots of equity. Oh my gosh. They want to fight over it. <laughs> yes. All of it. 
<laughs> well, it's a tough market, and I totally get that. Transaction count is lower. Competition is pretty fierce. However, NAR came out and said that in 2021, a realtor has worked an average of 35 hours. In 2022. The whole year? Per week. Sorry. Oh, oh per sorry, week. Sorry. <laughs> let, me, let me read. Let me say. So, wow. Like, that's sorry. about right. So, <laughs> in two, in, so NAR said that in 2021, realtors worked an average of 35 hours per week. Okay. In 2022, realtors only worked an average of 30 hours a week. Oh, and 2023? So, 2022. So to work but, more for less money. hours a week. <laughs> so they worked less. Less. They oh, worked I'm sorry. less I'm, I'm, last year. Yeah. So it's a tough market. And instead of working more, they're working less. Wait, just so yeah, they're making working, less money. They're working less now than they were last year. Yes. Yes. No, it's, they, well, they're working is, less in 2020, 2022 than they were in 2021. Right, in 2021. And so okay. 2023 is data's not out yet, right? But yeah, we'll probably yeah. find that it'll be like 28. 27 hours. Uh, so how is it in a world where it's there's less deals to be done and you got to work harder for those deals? How do you work less? Uh, you get less deals. That's all. <laughs> I think it's setting expectations. Uh, for clients. Mm. When it comes to working, yeah. I, th I think it's, I think it's actually what, what I'm picking up on <clears throat> is maybe instead of actually doing the work, agents aren't. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or they want those transactions that just come easy. Right. Where a lot of times people are, um, you know, there was a, going from 6 million to 4 million transactions. That's obviously a 33% hit, right? That's massive. So when there's one third less transactions, now there's deals are not as plentiful. They're required to actually sell, promote, run marketing, advertising, prospecting type models we all know agents though but they're not the doing that exactly the greater body is not, not doing, doing that. that they're transactional they get they get mm -hmm. um they get tired and then they stop they stop uh prospecting, prospecting. yep yep they get told no that yep. fourth and fifth time and that brings their hours yeah. down their hours of work but there i mean there are a lot of agents out there that you know they go to the office every every day and they're, they're yeah they, for eight hours at least eight hours a, eight <clears> hours a day and if they don't have clients that they're working with they're prospecting those agents are crushing it still too. Like I love, like these markets. When when I've said it for a lot, when we go through these thatchings like the, like we are right now, yep. spells opportunity. Agents just need to take the Darren Hardy approach. Mm. You mm. you go after your nose because that leads to your next net yes yep. at some point. Yep, it can be that simple. I, 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 well, I mean, you're going to get more nose than yeses, and that's what I said. People give up. So every no is closer to a yes. It's so I say that it's the truth. Truth. over hey. and over again. <laughs> I never mind. I was about to say something that probably wasn't appropriate. I mean that 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 equates in all aspects of life. I yes. can, can attest to that. <laughs> all right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just keep doing it. Eventually, the yes will come. <laughs> uh, become foolproof. Uh, uh, speaking of Darren Hardy, I love his book, The Compound Effect. And it's so, one of my favorites. Yeah, if if you're struggling, if you're if you're in that percent that's feeling down and, and a little uh, depressed about this market, read The Compound Effect. I actually feel like that book is is falling out of the limelight a little bit, and it is. It, it's an amazing book. I mean, it's well, he breaks it down in my to, opinion with very about even real estate and very different than a lot of other quote unquote. Personal self-development people, if, you know, if that's obvious, it is that, but I don't know if that's, you know, the, the, the full category to put it in. It's just the moment to moment choices 
that you don't think that seem meaningless mm-hmm. that equate to big gargantuan results over the course of time. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants the now, 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 instant, instant, instant. And so when you're in the moment, you're like, oh, I'm not getting any results. This sucks. It doesn't feel like you're going anywhere. But you keep pushing and you keep pushing. Yep. And eventually you're like, six months later, you're like, and you're consistently like, oh, shit, I'm here right now? Wow. Yep. That's the result. <laughs> Incremental moves create monumental <clears throat> results, right? I think that's a line out of that book. Mm-hmm. I love it. So uh, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. I agree. And it sounds like at Mega Camp, Keller Williams had their Mega Camp today <laughs> in Austin, Texas. And yeah, oh, very exciting. Yesterday, yeah. today, tomorrow. Yeah, so Gary Keller, I guess, just had a, a killer speech and came out guns blazing, <coughs> telling the real estate industry and, and telling his agents to stay the course, work hard. You know, you think interest rates are bad. Well, when he started real estate back in 1903, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Love I you, GK. To, uh, in 1979, he said uh, it, it's back so long he can't even find the, the published interest rate, but basically it was it was sky high uh, affordability apparently as a percentage of our income right now uh, americans are spending about like 25 percent towards housing back when he first started selling it was like 35 percent of yeah. their income towards Super housing house yeah so uh, some interesting interesting takeaways from his uh, talk today one of the other uh, things that they they pointed out it was either him or um sean well what's the other guy's name jason Jason Abrams. Jason yeah, Abrams. it was one of the two uh, mentioned how a lot of Americans right now are they're they're buying really expensive vehicles and having these they're buying their dream car instead of their dream house essentially. Mm, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I have not heard that one. Yeah, it's because interest rates on a car right now are insane. Yeah, like six seven percent, right? But they're, they're you can qualify they, for a down. car easier than a house, so yeah, yeah so it makes <laughs> sense. All that, yeah, the qualification, which, is, which we've talked about easier. this before. That's yeah, it doesn't even make any it sense. It makes you can show that you pay twenty five hundred dollars a month of rent for let's say a year or maybe two. Like, nope, still don't qualify for a eighteen hundred dollar mortgage. Yeah, it's a fixed ridiculous. It's, it's a you can buy this Escalade, and it's going to be two thousand dollars. Yeah, here's a hundred thousand dollar Escalade. It's a rolling <laughs> depreciating yeah, asset. Twelve hundred dollars a month, sure, qualify. That makes sense. It's so stupid. I know we've talked about this before, but it does grind my gears for sure, especially for sure. because we build wealth through homeownership. The net <coughs> sure. worth of a homeowner is 35, 35 times greater than of a renter. So we really all should be pursuing that opportunity, even though it's hard. And if you're selling real estate, it's kind of your ethical obligation to get out there and promote homeownership and show that there are still ways to accomplish that goal. So what I want to do is I want to talk about some ways that sellers can sell mm-hmm. or maybe sellers don't sell. Maybe sellers take another strategy God, and buyers keep, can buy. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it as an in, a, uh, investment property. Okay. So Tell what's the strategy right behind that? I mean, uh, your, your 3% interest rate is an asset. 100%. Period. That's it. So you, you, you can't get rid of it. I mean, it, it's kind of stupid to move um, okay. if you, unless, you, unless you have to. So, okay. So how about that person that wants to buy another home that has a 3% interest rate and likes that rate, doesn't like the home, but doesn't have money for a down payment? Okay. So they got to go get a home equity lending credit, use that as a down payment, rent their house. Either that or they could always do a seller finance wrap. That's another one, right? 10% down. 
20% down, depending on what sure. you, what you want to offer in that situation. What I like about that model is, uh, they rent it out. They're still having to manage the property, maintenance, the property, et cetera. In a seller finance situation, you can now go give a par pricing to the rate to the market. They can put 20% down, especially if it's a nice property or even maybe less, but then you have six, five, six, 7% interest rate. And now you're making that money as well. And you're not doing, having to do crap. Okay. That's, so wait. that's tough for some people because, because a lot of people have a lot of equity so they can, you know, they may, they may only owe $400,000 on a million dollar house. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you can wrap the 400,000, but not many people have $600,000 come down with. So. Touche. Um, you got to find it's 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 like a little bit of well, I think searching for a needle in high haystack too when you're when you're looking for those types of houses. Twenty percent down on seller finance is not always the easiest thing either. No, no. Um, but yeah, I think the, the bottom line is, and that's why that's why people aren't aren't moving is because <coughs> your three percent interest rate is an asset and you, you don't want to get rid of it. But I like your strategy of okay, if you're in that three percent interest rate and you don't have money for a down payment, you can go get a HELOC on mm-hmm. your home, pull out enough for that down payment, and then turn that property into rental, and then buy your next home with the percentage that you took out from your HELOC. And you could get the seller to contribute to a two one buy down, yep. so that you can have a low interest rate for the next two years. Right, betting that the rates are going to come down lower than what they are at some point in time in the next two years. That's a gamble though. You know, the, the reality is, is like they could keep going up. They could. I mean, historically we've seen interest rates as high as 18%. 24 is an election year. I'm standing by what I'm saying. Rates will come down. Okay. It's a different election year though, I think. <laughs> it always is. It always is. <clears throat> Keith, what are, what are some what, words what was, of wisdom? I wonder what the uh, interest rates were last election year. Mm. Uh, 5.875. I don't know. I think that I don't November. know. I just pulled that. Let's let's Google it. 2020, November 2020. Yeah, well, I th- I I don't think you're ter- probably terribly far off. They were probably in the fours. Yeah, four, five, six. But I, I mean, I the it looks <coughs> like we're probably gonna see some cuts in like March, March or April of 2024. That's when, but I think there's, we're probably going to be staying right around where, where we are, where we now are. Yep. until, until that time frame. Oh, the interest rates were insane low. In, in 2020? In, in December of 2020, the 30 year fixed was 2.625. Oh yeah, that's right. It's right, well, after, it was right after COVID, COVID right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it was right after COVID. So well, I think more telling when would COVID be. COVID started to chill. 2016. Yeah, 2016. What was, what was December t- or November 2016? Well, but I mean, usually keep in mind, there's like a 3.77. Right. They, they usually got to drop and put pressure on them six months before the 3. election. 3.94. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, you're talking March. That's why most yep. people think it's exactly see, see the uh, Fed cutting rates around March. Me too. Mm-hmm. I concur. But. One of the other things that Gary Keller talked about on stage today was how people thinking that they can time the market is absolutely ridiculous. Like, you can't time the market. I mean, some people do. Well, I mean, think about this they one. Don't, Hedge they funds. Don't, it's not like they mean to. I mean, some people... Of course, you get lucky. Get they, they get lucky and they, they do it. I mean, 
Of course. Uh, but his point was, is that homeownership is a worthwhile goal. And if yes, you, if you can, 100%. you should. And if you intend to stay in that property for at least seven years, yeah, then usually that's seven to 10 cycle. Historically, you're going to do better than, you know, than not. Yep. And, and I always say like, there's never been a property that I've purchased that isn't worth more today than when I purchased it <laughs> ever. I can tell you this much. There's never been a property that I've bought that I don't wish I still owned today. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, right. If we all had that crystal ball. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, kind of a like last topic to like round us out today. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been some interesting things. Uh, real estate agents don't buy enough of the product that they sell. That's right. They don't. It is kind of weird, right? And it's like one of the only industries that allows it, right? Because like insider trading for for brokers and all that other stuff. I mean, you go to prison, right? Where we can totally do insider trader type activities. And I mean, you're, you're savvier investors do. I think that that's where sometimes, like what we were just talking about earlier, that top one to 5% of agents ends up stepping into is buying in, uh, properties, right? They, they see enough of it and they're like, okay, cool. I get it. Let's Let's go make money here. Right. Right. Getting control of the transaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. It would be interesting to, I mean, they probably don't have this stat and you'd have to survey every licensed agent, but how many agents sell real estate and have never even been a homeowner? Mm. They don't even own a home. So they don't probably really understand the product. They're just selling a product based on what they think they know, even though they haven't experienced themselves because you can make pretty good money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Uh, yeah, so just in, in my tenure in mentoring agents, <clears throat> there have been several that I've mentored that weren't homeowners and they felt like they had imposter syndrome because they, they'd never bought a home. And they're oh, like, they never have. yeah, and, and they would share with me just openly like, <clears throat> I, you know, I feel like an imposter because I've never actually bought a house myself. So it's interesting you mentioned that, Keith. There's probably a lot of agents out there that haven't owned a home. And, you know, and, and then there's probably a lot that don't invest either. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Tom oh, Ferry. there's a ton. Tom Ferry was talking about that. And he actually had an interesting concept. He said that he believes that NAR should unionize. Now, not in the sense of like the auto industry and all of that. And, and during this podcast, it was with the CEO of Toma Mortgage. And he basically said, oh, that would be a disaster. Like I could see like the less productive agents like stepping up into all of these like roles and just mm. creating a bunch of a, a, a big mess. But Tom Ferry's idea wasn't that we should unionize for those reasons. It's we should unionize so that there is a way for agents to retire uh, like yeah. a percent of all of their commission goes into like a retirement account or something so that, you know, agents can actually retire because we don't buy enough of our product. Uh, you know, they don't invest in a 401k. Right. We we're self-employed. Uh, and so all of and these things. Commission check on a good vacation. Yeah. <laughs> you forget about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's the C-class Mercedes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> C-class Mercedes. C-class. <laughs> oh, they have the A-class now. <laughs> it's oh, even wow. smaller. It's even, it's even more entry level. It's like, yes. no, but I thought that was a really interesting concept. I've never heard anyone say that before. And for Tom Ferry to say it, I thought was kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily disagree with him. Mm. It is interesting. But I don't, I don't want it. So... The, 
something in my pocket. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. that, you're, be a, you're mess. a savvy investor. Though. You're, <laughs> you look yeah. at things through a different lens. What? Um, so I want to quickly go on more about what you were saying because I think that there's other strategies that we've talked about that agents need to be aware that are out there to get these fence sitters to get off the fence. Because oh, there's sure. a ton of people that it, quote unquote have the golden handcuffs, right? Meaning for those of you that don't know what that means is you have a house that you have that low rate, very comfortable payment, but you're not in love with the house. You need to move up, move down. And for whatever reason, you don't want to because to go get what you want, it's going to exponentially affect your payment. You're going to have to have a higher rate and more times than not a more expensive house. So your money's not even going as far. Unless you're moving somewhere, you know, completely yeah. a different area of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what else do so we what's got? What's the strategy then? Well, I mean, I think I, I, my, this one, to move to yeah. Alaska, uh-huh. get a little, like 18 hours a day sometimes. Oh, that uh, ironically, what I am me. talking about is learning is the strategies out there to stretch the dollar, right? <clears throat> so absolutely. You can move from California to Arizona, New Mexico, parts of Texas, et cetera, that they're flocking to. And the dollar is going way farther, right? And I'll take that 7% rate on a $500,000 house versus a 4% rate on a $900,000 house that's crap compared to their $700,000 house or $500,000 house that they just bought in said state. So that's exactly what I'm talking about is there, how do you potentially improve the house, right? So a lot of people are equity rich, cash poor, improve the house, sell it for top dollar, make more money potentially, then reinvest that into that house to where you're actually going to be able to A, buy down the rate or B, put a larger down payment down because now you're maximizing your equity return, getting the house you want and still achieving the payment that you want. There's a lot of strategies out there nowadays on companies that you could partner with (laughs) (laughs) to be able to improve the property and sell it for top dollar. Sounds like (laughs) Zudelio. Or we can just take what Jay said, everyone else's approach. Let's just wait for the market to crash and the next opportunity. That's another strategy. Meanwhile, yeah, let's all just freeze. Tell homeowners to hold on. Let's hold hold everything. Let's, you know, send these 4 million transactions down to 4,000. Yeah, imagine how much that would make the freaking real estate skyrocket. One house on the market every day. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? No, I can't. It'd be crazy. That would be wild. That's, that's... uh, that, you want to send an economic crisis and halt all real estate. That would that would cause an economic collapse. Well, this is definitely a market of experts. And another thing that Gary Keller talked about is how the previous hot market, was, it was all about speed to lead. Mm. It was whoever could get to that consumer first could mm. get the deal. And it's shifted. And now it's about, you know, it's about how well you can advise, how well can you explain options, how well can you go over programs such as Zudelio that... Elliot was just talking with with your clients. How Experiences, can, yeah. yeah. How can you inspire conversations and transactions? Because I think that many people are stuck, and maybe financially for many people, it's it's a good idea for them to stay put. But there are some that that could make a move, and we can be the ones to inspire that. I, I think we sum that up, and especially in our world, it, this simple: what problem are you solving? Right. So at the end of the day, the experts, the savvy agents, need to realize: hey, there's a problem in the marketplace, and how do you solve it? And how do you explain it? Yep. You got you to be able to have, have that conversation with them and actually get your point across to the <clears> homeowner <throat> and get them, you know, 
what you said, inspire them to do to do something, yeah. to get off the fence and to, to go get that home equity line of credit and, and go, you know, make offers and ask for buy two and buy downs and um, or wraps or yep. whatever. Yeah, you have to illustrate the ability on how they can do it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening today. Make sure you like, comment, and ring that bell so you can get notified of our new episodes. And if you're curious about Zudelio, we would invite you to go to Zudelio.com, click book a demo, and likely you're going to meet with Austin or James or Veronica, and they're going to give you a really cool run through of what we can do to help boost your business if you're feeling a little down in this market.